Welcome to Chase Oaks. We are so glad you're here. I love seeing stories like that of people that God has just used in the marketplace in a way that where they're truly operating in their gifts. And we are continuing a series uh, this weekend called Thank God It's Monday. It's all about how our relationship with God coincides with our relationships with our careers and how we can sort of work in our careers and live out our, what I believe to be our God-given calling. Whether you are a Christian or not, I have found that most people, uh, they typically have jobs that they're either tolerating, like they're just kind of surviving, not really thriving, or just kind of like just coasting, coasting through. But when it comes to work, it's just, it's just kind of like... Man, and then like trying to blend your Christian faith in that thing that you don't, you're not that excited about can just be, can just be weird. I remember my, my very first job was at a store called Finish Line. It's a shoe store in case you've never heard of it. Um, it's why I have a shoe problem now. Pray for me if you think about it this week. Nevertheless, that's where I got my addiction and I, I never fixed it. Nevertheless, that was, that was my first job. Learned a lot there. Um, my second job was at this place at the Mall of America in Minneapolis, Minnesota called Shock City. Shock City was one of those uh, mall kiosks, okay? And like, the, you know, that group of people that have to stop you in the middle of what you're doing, in the middle of your shopping spree, and they supposed to stop you and convince you to, I don't know, buy a hair straightener or clean your shoes, or I was one of those people except we sold cell phones, and I sold uh, T-Mobile and Verizon. And so what I would do is if you were walking by, I'd be like, hey, who do you have for your cell phone service? If they said T-Mobile, i go, man, that's really tough. All those drop calls, you probably need better coverage. And so they'd go, oh, great. And so I'd get them to switch over to Verizon. If they walked by and said, hey, i said, hey, what, what, what's your cell phone service? they said, oh, I got Verizon. i go, woo. Balling out, huh? Spending a lot of money. You should probably switch over to T-Mobile, right? And so, so that's what I did all day. I'm like stopping people in their tracks, trying to get them to buy cell phones and Blackberries and Sidekicks. Do you remember what a Sidekick was? It was basically like a little computer that you put on your hip. Another story for another day. Nevertheless, that was, that was my, my first job. And if somebody would have been giving uh, the message I'm about to give this weekend to me then, I still believe it would have absolutely saved me years from wandering, going, Lord, what in the world have you called me to do when I could have just right then and there in the Mall of America discovered some of the God-given gifts and callings right there. I think sometimes we're waiting for ideal circumstances before we can truly begin operating in our God-given calling. I don't know how you feel about your place in life right now. I don't know how you feel about your job. Maybe it's even a volunteer role, but I just believe that you and I, we will not have a thriving life until we begin operating in the very thing that God put us on the planet to do. When we talk about the word calling, I believe in Scripture we have two types of calling. The first kind of calling is what I like to call the macro calling. This is for all of us. It's found in Matthew 28:19 is an example of one. It says, "Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey." Everything I have commanded you, and surely I am with you always to the end of 
the age. This is, this is the, uh, what in a lot of Christians would call the Great Commission, the thing that we're all called to be a part of. We're all in this thing together. But then I believe what we find in Scripture is what I like to call micro-callings. In other words, this is, this is where things get a little bit personal. Uh, it goes from, from using words like us or you all to just you. And all of a sudden in the scriptures you see an author speaking directly to a person. One of my favorite examples of this is in Colossians 4 verse 17. And it says this, it says, And say to Archippus, be sure to carry out the ministry the Lord gave you. Hey, Archippus! We don't know who Archippus is, but whoever he is, the Apostle Paul is going, Hey, <laughs> make sure you carry out the ministry the Lord gave you. Now, what's interesting is, is this is a letter written to the entire church of Colossae. And the Apostle Paul is dealing with several issues. However, towards the end of the letter, all of a sudden, the Apostle Paul is talking to the whole church. He says, but, but, but let me just pause just for a moment. Let me holler at Archippus. I got, I got to talk to Archippus. What we do know about Archippus is a lot of scholars believe that he was the son of the pastors of the church of Colossae. What we can't fully know, but what we can sort of deduct from the text is that Archippus was on the cusp of walking away. From what God had called him to do. I think Archippus is still in the scriptures thousands of years later for you and for me. Because I think Archippus is a whole lot more relatable than the Apostle Paul. Let's just be honest. The Apostle Paul is a once in a generation Christian. Okay, He's an avenger. Okay, This is a guy that shipwreck, he don't care. He in jail, he praising God. Like The Apostle Paul, you can't defeat this guy. Okay, He's he getting bit by snakes. He's, he's been beaten. He's been persecuted. Like If one of the things that happened to Paul happened to us, we'd be crying like a baby. Okay, Like, like this man's in jail. If you get pulled over, you feel like you're having a midlife crisis. Okay, So listen, the Apostle Paul... As strong as he is, it's just like, man, I still know that I'm on Paul's level. But Archippus, man, I actually know quite a few people who are just trying to figure out what in the world God's put them on the planet to do. And perhaps need someone to come along every now and then and just go, hey, make sure you carry out the ministry that the Lord gave you. I don't know what the ministry was that the Lord gave Archippus. But what Archippus did need was a little nudge to say, hey, hey, buddy, I see you. I know I'm talking to the whole church. However, the Lord told me to talk to just you. Here's some things that we all need to be doing, Church of Colossae. All right, we're all in this thing together. But Archippus, I got my eye on you. I think there's a lot of Archippuses here <laughs> this weekend. Be sure to carry out the ministry the Lord gave you. I, I, I love that it's so very specific. 
because there are moments where we can actually be pretty judgmental and pretty critical of other people who aren't carrying out the ministry that God gave them. And so uh, that's why I love what it says in Romans 12, verse 6, which is the majority of the text that I want to cover this weekend. It says we have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. We have different gifts according to the grace given given to each of us sometimes i think we can get frustrated when god has put something on our heart and he ain't put it on everybody else's heart but oh how come you guys don't care about the stuff that i care about because we were put on the planet at different times and for different seasons and you work where you work and i work where i work for a reason and guess what we all have different gifts and, and i truly believe until you and I begin walking in the gifts God has given us and answering the call he has put on our life at work, there will always be this thing inside of us that just goes, something's off. Something's missing. When I sit with people, there is this constant, I was like, I just feel like God wants me to do more. I don't know if I'm supposed to quit my job. What if you're supposed to stay there? And just be a Christian and just walk in the gifting that God has given you. But here's part of, the, part of the problem. Here's part of the challenge that I see for a growing number of Christians. Is that there's a growing number of Christians that are afraid to tell people at their job that they are a Christian. Because they don't want to be associated with those other Christians that have been deemed weird, transphobic, homophobic, judgmental, politically persuaded, and they wear weird t-shirts, and so I just don't want to be associated with them, so I don't want to, I don't want to tell anybody that I'm I'm a Christian. I was at a Mavs game and there's this guy, street preacher on the corner with a jukebox and a microphone, megaphone. He's just yelling at people all night. You're dying and going to hell. And so it's just like, if I want to tell somebody at the game, I'm a Christian. They go, me like him? I'm like, uh, hmm, you know, I don't know. Ah, uh, but it's just, have you ever met another Christian and you just, you were kind of embarrassed to be one just a little bit? You know what I mean? You're like, you got that grandma, you got that aunt, you got that one friend, they post this crazy thing. You know, like, they've got these conspiracy theories and they're just like, are you guys together? You're like, I mean, I think so, but it's not what it looks like. You know what I'm saying? And so when a Christian finds himself in that position, they have some options. Number one, you could just be a quiet Christian. Yeah, I ain't gonna tell nobody. I'm good. Um, I get to do about uh, you know two or three corporate events uh, every week. I feel blessed to do so. I love it. Inevitably, uh, because of the nature of my ministry as well, um, I'm on the internet quite a bit. I'm on the Bible app. I post lots of content about Christian stuff, and so inevitably, someone walks up to me almost at every event, and this is what they do. They go. Like, 
Why are we whispering? I don't understand. Is there something illegal happening? Well, I just, I just, I, 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 I just don't want to blow your cover. They have the internet. I'm sure they they know. I know. I don't. Like, what do you think my plan is here today? I got I got one plan. Do a good job. So we have an option as Christians. We can either be quiet Christians or we can do number two. We can make a difference. Option number two is that you and I could make a difference. We could be different. We could be a part of rebranding Christianity where we work. Hey, here's the deal. I know you've met some Christians. I've met some crazy Christians myself. I'm with you, okay? However, nobody here is going to outwork me. This is not going to happen. Like, I I, want to be a part of the solution, not just talk about the problem. I I don't need to be a quiet Christian. You want to know why I'm really good at my job? It's because of my faith and who I represent. Do you want to know where my energy comes from? Do you want to know where my joy comes from? Do you want to know where my strength comes from? Most days I wake up and I say, I have no idea how I am going to accomplish all that God has given me, yet he gives me the strength to do things that I could never do on my own. I am very, very, very proud to be a Christian. I've never been more prouder. And here's the deal. As weird and crazy and as awkward as as Christians that you and I know and some of us in this room. And and, hey, I'm weird too. I'll throw me in 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 the bucket too. Okay, here's the deal. You want to know who represents Christianity for me? Jesus. Isn't it interesting? If you bring up Christianity at your job, at Thanksgiving, it's so funny how quickly people bring up their gripes with the church or other Christians. I, I, I've yet to tell somebody I'm a Christian. They go, oh, Jesus Christ! Oh, 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 can't stand him! Can't believe you'd bring up his name in this place! Nobody does it. Yeah, yeah, pe- people don't have an issue with Jesus, I found. And, and so I, I just think that you and I should be proud of our Savior. Call me crazy. I know, I know, I know, I know. I, 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 I give out lofty ideas all the time, but I kind of think I got good news. And if I got good news, it's kind of fun sharing it. Because when I walk outside and I look up to the sky and I see that stars were breathed into existence by an almighty God, and I think about how that almighty God since his one and only son, so that he could use the same mouth that he used to breathe stars to have a conversation with me. What else would you call that besides goodness? It's amazing. I am more than ecstatic to be a Christian. And I think we all should be. I think that you and I should walk in our giftings everywhere we go. You may never get your dream job. But imagine if you walked in the giftings God has given you. In Romans chapter 12, what we find is a list of spiritual gifts. And I believe every single one of us has one. Some of you special people might have two, maybe three. I ain't never met a Christian that was like, I got all the gifts. Okay, I ain't met that person. Maybe because I haven't met you. Nevertheless, I want to go through each gift and talk about how... 
We could walk in that at our job, in our career. And here's the deal. Here's how I think spiritual gifts work. Sure, you could take a test. You can Google it and, you know, fill out a bunch of questions and, you know, try and figure out your gift. Um, The way I like to tell people um, to figure out their gift is uh, to go through each one and try it. Like, try it. And if it doesn't go well, move on to the next one. Okay? And, 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 And I love that the first gift that the Apostle Paul talks about as soon as, and as soon as I was putting together this message, I'm like, oh, this is going to be great. We're going to be talking about the gifts and how they can do this at work. Okay, great. Let's see what the first one is. All right, so the first one is if your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. I went, oh, great. Who's got, no, 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 Ryan, no, but no, yeah, find a new passage, okay? We do not want people doing this at their job. Please do not schedule a one-on-one with people at your job and say, God told me to tell you, please. Do us a favor, don't do that on Tuesday because we got Monday off. Here's the deal. I don't think that prophecy has to be weird. I think Christianity has an interesting brand at our jobs, in our neighborhoods, in the place that we do life. I also think prophecy has a weird connotation even within the church. It's associated with some weirdness. Here's uh, what we find in scripture about prophecy in prophetic words. It's speaking God-inspired words. That's all it is. It's going, okay, I feel inspired by God to share something with you. And so here's the deal. You do not have to walk around your job going, God told me. But imagine if you were the kind of person that on Tuesday morning, on, on your drive to work, this is what you decided to do. Hey, God. There's this Trevor that I work with. Is there anything that you want me to encourage him with? Hey, God, I think I work with the Archipith. Is there anything that you want me to encourage him with? And just see what happens. Worst case scenario is you get nothing. But I just got a feeling, you do that long enough, one day, you're going to get something. And you're going to be nervous to talk to Trevor, okay? But just imagine, you just go to Trevor, you go, hey, Trevor. Hey, man, I, I, man we worked together for a while. Man. I, dude, I was, I was just thinking about you. I was just thinking about you. And I just, man, I just decided to, to pray for you this morning. And you, and you know what? What came to my, my mind and my heart when I did that, man, it, so much you know, man, like you're seen, you're valuable. Like I just, now here's the deal. Trevor could easily go, that's weird. Or they could, Trevor could respond with, you were praying for me. Nobody prays for me. In fact, I, I, I don't know that I can think of one person in my entire life that's praying for me right now. I, I found that even people that aren't Christians like being prayed for. It's amazing. They may not even believe there is a God, but just in case, it'd be nice if there was somebody that would talk to him for me. You should be the person. He says, hey, man, if it's just, 
So, so here's the deal. For some of you, you need to practice this. For some of you, this is actually your gift. And I think you should operate in it. What, are you going to get fired for encouraging people? I've never heard, I've never, I've never, I, I know a lot of people who have lost their job. Not one has gone, I was just encouraging people all the time. It's just crazy. They couldn't stand it. They said, get out of here. It's all your encouragement. Uh, the second gift, it says, uh, and, and, and remember, the first part of this verse says we have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us, which means you've got a grace on your life to do things that maybe I don't. We got, we got different gifts. It says, uh, if it is serving, then serve. For some people, serving is sacrificial. That's me. I'm going to serve you. But I'm gonna let you know it's hard, okay? I don't, I'm just, I, I don't really wanna rub your feet, wife, but I'm gonna do it. I just want you to know this is sacrificial love. This is not like, yay, I'm not excited to do this, this is my gift. This is a sacrifice. I'm just letting you know. I'm not operating in a spiritual gift right now. I'm just, I'm just trying to be a good husband. That's it, alright? Like, I'm gonna let you know, like, hey, this is not my, 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 my full on gift. But then there are those people, like, it's like they were put on the planet to help others. It's almost as if, like, when they're asked to do something, it's like their superpower is activated. And once again, just try this stuff at home, okay? Like, you try prophesying. Let it go bad. Move on to serving them, okay? But just, I just think if, if we operated in this gift at work, I think, I think we could change the world because you want to know what I hear a lot in the marketplace is people complaining about their jobs, asking them to do things that are outside of their job description. I can't believe they would ask me to do their job. But it just, which, here's the deal. I think that's awesome that they're asking you to do more work. Why? Because... We follow this guy named Jesus, and he's got this theory. It's called the extra mile, okay? He's, and he, he says, I think you should go the extra mile. So they're going to ask you to do the extra mile. But here's the funny thing about the extra mile. The extra mile is not what they ask you to do. <laughs> the extra mile is going above and beyond what they ask you to do. So even when they're asking you to go above and beyond what you're supposed to do, you as a Christian go, ha ha, I'm going to one-up you and even go an extra mile. To which sounds absolutely ridiculous. But it sounds absolutely Christian. And I don't know one employer that wouldn't love to have somebody like that on their team. Oh, man. <laughs> Listen, I don't know about those Christians over there. Real judgmental. But there is one that works for me. And you know what? They're always early. I don't get it. It's kind of weird. They stay late. And they're, like, helping other people. It's kind of like nobody, like... Nobody like really, really does that. I, I just think it's going to be like so foreign when you go to work on Tuesday and you're in sales and you're like helping other people get sales. People are going to be like, you know, you guys are competing, right? To which you would go, we're on the same team. We're actually trying to help the company grow and, and and he did a great job, and I know we're up for the same promotion, but I'm, I'm actually secure enough and 
my work that I can actually promote somebody else. And so your secret sauce at work, the secret sauce to climbing the ladder is getting off the ladder and helping somebody else get on. And you're just serving people. You're like, I don't need to climb the ladder. Let me help. Let me help you get on the ladder. And here's, here's what's so funny about that. You help enough People get on the ladder. All of a sudden, everybody's going to be on the ladder and go, how'd you get here? How'd you get here? How'd you get here? Have y'all seen Archippus anywhere? Oh, yeah. He's the guy that helped us all get here. And one day, you're going to turn around and realize that you have served your way to the top with a pure heart. You've served so many. Co- You're the kind of person that the customers ask for. Hey, where's Archibus? Anybody seen Archibus? Where, where, where's he? No, no, no I want to work with Archibus. He's, he's. I, I want to work with. I want to work with Mayor. I want to work with her because nobody, nobody treats me the way that they, that they do. And you're just, you're standing in the back. You're going, no, I, I'm, I'm here to serve. It's an upside down kingdom when you read the scriptures. The guy at the top served us at the bottom. That's the whole story. Imagine if we did the same. And I know you and I feel the pressure to climb. But when we read the scriptures, it's actually all about how low can you go, not how high can you climb. So let's just say you tried prophesying and that went horrible. Let's say you tried serving and everyone knew it was a sacrificial thing for you and so that didn't work. So then you move on to the next one, which is if it is teaching, then teach. Um, Some... Some of us have been given an ability to communicate. Uh, Some of us have a mind where when everyone sees complicated, we see simple. And we have the ability to take something that is very, very complicated and make it very digestible for other people. Um, That's what I see when I read scripture. I don't see complications. I don't see old rules. I see... I see things that go, oh, that could help people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I just, it, it's, it's natural for me. And here's the deal. Uh, the gift of communication or the gift to teach does not mean you need a stage. It also doesn't mean that you need a microphone. Uh, perhaps there's just something that you know. And instead of at your job consistently looking up and seeing how high you could climb, what if you did look low and say, hey, who is actually below me on the totem pole in the org chart that I could go... Teach them something. What if I, instead of looking at, man, I I hope that I can make an impression on them. What if I could teach somebody else something? This is why I I love the whole art of small groups. Because when you're sitting in a small group, we're just learning from one another. And again, you're, again, practicing your gift. Your gift does not have to be your career. I believe you can use your gift in your career. He says, if it is to encourage, then give encouragement. Here's the deal, ladies and gentlemen. You may not be able to prophesy. Serving might be tough for you. Teaching might be intimidating for you. But guess what we all can do? Encourage somebody. Now, I realize that might be hard for some people. Some people are just mad. You ever met somebody, they mad at everybody. They mad at their wife. They mad at their kids. They're mad at the HOA. They're mad at the school district. They're mad at the state. They're mad at the government. They're mad at Walmart. They mad. They just mad at 
everybody, if that's you, this may not be your gift because when you're that mad, it's really hard to encourage other people. But I will say this. I think that if I'm, if I'm you, this is the one I try and practice. If I'm you, this is the one that I, I, I look at and, and I just, I just go, man, I, I was, doing a, I was doing a corporate gig the other day, and I asked this question of two leaders. I said, do you believe that there's good in the world? Like, do you believe that there are good people on the planet? Both of them said, nope. Nope. And I thought, there's no place I'd rather be. No place. I got six hours with you, and by the end of the day, I hope I change your mind. And, and you want to know what one of those leaders said after we were done? He said, Ryan, you have a, a romantic view of the world. You can. The, the world you're speaking of, I'm not sure exists, but I hope it does. Some people have been given the gift of optimism. They have a glass that is consistently half full. If that's you, you can change the world. Here's what I know to be true about every single workplace represented in this room and every Chase Oaks location. Just what I know to be true. 98% of every single person you work with needs encouragement right now. I don't want to say 100% because that's presumptuous, and I don't know everybody that you work with. However, I've yet to meet a person that I've encouraged that said, you know what, Ryan, I really didn't need encouragement today. No, no, man, I actually got a lot of encouragement. You should see my email inbox right now. It's pretty full. I had lots of texts from, I'm very loved, actually, by my family and friends. And people have been writing me letters. It's, just, it's, 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 it's actually pretty, pretty amazing. No criticism in my life. This is, this, this is great. Do you know somebody like that? I mean, maybe you do. Again, I don't want to be presumptuous. So here, here, here's what I hear in the marketplace all the time. Man, this place is toxic. It's political. Here's the deal. I hope it is. I hope it's terrible. I hope it's the worst place you've ever worked in your life. Why? Because that means you get to make a bigger difference. Yeah, I hope it's bad. I hope, it, I, I hope it's horrible. And thank God they got you to walk in your gift. Because, I, because one day you, you encourage people enough at your job. You just, just don't be frustrated when you don't see results in a week. Be consistent for a year, two years, three years. All of a sudden people are going to go, I hate it here. It's so toxic. However, there is this one guy, Archippus. Where is he at? There's something. I don't know. He treats people a little bit. A little bit different. He gave me a sale the other day. It was kind of weird. I, I, no one's ever done. I've worked at a lot of places. I, no one's ever. No one's ever done that. And he's always encouraging me. And it, we live in a pretty mean world, ladies and gentlemen. You'd be surprised 
Well, pausing and giving somebody a compliment and encouraging them, let them know they've been, they, that they're seen, that they're not undervalued. And even though, hey, I know leaders may not see what you're doing, but I want you to know, guess what? I see the hard work that you're putting in day in and day out. Yeah, I, like I said, ladies and gentlemen, I think we should be proud to be Christian. I think it's I think it's awesome and I hope you work at the worst place in America because I just think it's going to be awesome. I really do. All right, we've got uh we got three more gifts. It says if it is giving then give generously. I know this is hard for a lot of people because of their financial situation. But I don't think generosity is about your finances. I think it's about your heart. I know high schoolers who are generous who don't have a lot of money. God, I know very wealthy people who are very stingy. This is a heart issue, not a tax bracket issue. And if you've got the gift of generosity, I think you should operate in it at your job. Uh, you want to know what uh, most people hate at your job? Meetings. I don't know anybody that loves meetings. I don't know anybody that goes, oh, can't wait for Monday to start. Ooh, Monday morning meetings. I don't know people that, that say that. Once again, unless they work with you. Cheat. Cheat the meetings. Buy donuts, buy tacos, bring candy. All right, like be that person that goes above and beyond. Like, hey, oh, can I get Starbucks orders for everybody? Not because you're a baller. No, it's because you're a Christian and you go, listen, maybe I'm just going to sacrificially give because, hey, it's my heart to just be generous and, and like be a Christian here. And they're like, this is, this is who I, this is who I am and this is who I, who I want to be. Again, I hope you work at a terrible place. And I just hope that people are just walking around there just cussing people. I'm like, man, I can't stand in this place. But there's Mary, Donut Girl. Have y'all seen her? Where's she at? Is she even by? I want her in the meeting. She's the only, she, uh, the, the, the meetings with her are the only ones I even like going to. People should look forward to meeting with you. People should look forward to going to lunch with you. You should have a reputation as your child. Hey, if you, you go to lunch, you go to lunch with them. They're going to buy. Yeah, I hope so. Why? Man, because I had a God that emptied his bank account for me. I ain't got $12 for your sandwich. I'll be all right. Just imagine if you were proud to be a Christian at your job. It says if it is to lead, do it diligently. Some of us have the gift of leadership. How do you know if you have the gift of leadership? It's not if you have a title. Uh, you have the gift of leadership. Is if when you speak and when you share ideas, people actually get behind you. Because you can be a leader in a company, but no one's actually following you. You're just a guy or a girl walking in the park, yelling things, okay? But if when you speak and you cast a vision, people go, all right, you're going in a direction that I want to go. If you're the kind of person that has the ability to add value to other people, I think you may have the gift. Of leadership, And if you're in leadership at your job, man, this message is especially for you. Because, once again, um, if, if you look at the stats, the number one phrase that people use in America for their job is the word toxic. Do you want to know who is uh, the most ridiculed across America in the American workforce? Bosses. If that's you, guess what? I hope it's bad. <laughs> I really do. Why? Because you can make a difference. You should be the best boss they've ever had in their life. I mean, they should be going, listen, he should have fired me ten years ago, but he kept giving me 
chances. I can't stand Christians. However, I work for one. And she's awesome. And she changed my life. And when my kids were sick, she prayed for them. And I don't have anybody in my life that would do that. You should be proud to be a Christian. The last one is a gift. A spiritual gift that by God's grace we've been given. I think we all need this one. It says, if it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. If it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. I love that the Apostle Paul ended with this gift. Because I think a lot of us struggle to show mercy to people we think should have gotten their act together by now. And in a world and society and workplace culture that is quick to write someone off, may you be the kind of person that says, why don't we give them a break? I, I know we can hold them to the letter of the law, but let's just be honest. If they did that to us, would any of us be here? Man, I look at all these gifts top to bottom and I just think we should be proud to be Christians. I hope it's bad. I think we can change the world. Call me optimistic. Maybe my gift here is encouragement. Maybe I do have a romantic view of the world. I don't know that I have a romantic view of the world. I think I'm just a person that got good news. Ephesians 4 verse 1 says, As a prisoner for the Lord, then I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you have received. Hey, every single person here, I truly believe, has been called, macro and micro, with gifts. My hope and prayer is that you and I would walk in those gifts, that we would be proud to be Christians. A resource that we have for you is Chase Oaks Go. It's a great spot to, to really begin to think about how God has gifted you and how you can start using those gifts. It's an opportunity to get with other people and for three weeks on Sunday mornings be a part of some interactive sessions where you can really get plugged in here and really begin to understand like, what, is it, what is it that I've really been, been gifted to do. Um, you can register on, on the website at chaseoaks.org slash go, or you could do it in the hub or on the app. There's lots of places that you can, you can do that. But my open prayer for us is that when we go back to work on Tuesday, that it would be so bad and that you would be so ready with your gift. That you, bless you. That you would be the kind of person that says, not how can I get out of this place. Call me crazy. But at least for Tuesday, I think God called you to be there for such a time as this. So while you're there, while they have you in that season, may they get the best employee they've ever had. May you be the best boss. May you be the best colleague. When everyone else is going in one direction, may you be the person that stands out because you've decided to walk in the gifting and calling that God has given you.
God, I thank you so much for today's folks church. God, thank you so much for our jobs. The ones we tolerate, the ones we thrive in, whether we got our dream job or the one that we can't stand. God, I pray that we would see what you have called us to do. May we be the kind of people that search out the spiritual gifts that you've given to us according to a specific grace. And God, may we walk in that. In Jesus' name we pray. Everybody said, amen.